do a little every day. And this is, this is based on a concept I have for my show called the wheel of momentum. Mm. And it's, if you've ever seen an, a large engine, they have what's called a flywheel on them. And that, that's to help keep the momentum of the engine going and things like that. You see them on, on big old machines. Sometimes they have monstrous flywheels, you know, 20 feet in diameter, things like that. And my advice to folks would be give a little push at minimum, at minimum, a little push every day. I don't take days off anymore. Sunday, Saturday, during the week, whatever it might be. I don't take a full day off anymore because if I do, I lose that traction. I lose that momentum. And by giving a little push or a big push or a huge push every single day on my business, on my product, on my show, on whatever it might be, I maintain that and it gets easier over time. everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's built several businesses to seven and eight figure companies, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with patents and trademarks. And today we have another great uh, guest on the podcast, Rob Con- or Conlon, and I, I, I should have I pronounced that better, but I, I feel like I stumbled, but uh, Conlon, is that right? That's correct. Conlon, okay. yes. All right. Um, and Rob is for about 15 years, he worked for somebody else and he found that uh, his, what he thought was his dream job about 2014, worked for an Inc. 5000 company who thought it was going to be great. Um, company ran out of, uh, or grew the company for a while, then it ran out of track. And within all of that, he decided, hey, I'm going to start to go, go down the more of an entrepreneurial journey. So he went and worked for a small company, worked for all a subtotal of 90 days, after which he decided, why don't I do something for myself? So with that much of an intro, Rob, and I'm sure you'll give us a lot more detail, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much, Devin. It's great to be here. And describing this journey is actually something I've wanted to do for a long time because uh, it's a it's sort of the earlier part you get sometimes I'm, I'm sure you have guests who have the later part like yeah 20 years ago I did this but a lot of this is really recent for me so I think that's going to really be something that a lot of folks will probably like to pick up on because you too can start to be an entrepreneur honestly. No absolutely and I, I think for everybody it's always interesting you know you when you finally step back and say you know think about what is actually how you actually got to where you're at today with your business and with your startup and doing the things you're doing it's often a good point of reflection that you never really sit back and say how did I get here and why am I at you know why why do I care about this and why did I decide to come here so it's always kind of a fun discussion so with that let's go back your to the beginning of your journey and kind of tell us, you know, kind of you worked for the, you know, 15 years for someone else, what that was and kind of start from that point. Sure. Well, got out of high school, got, you know, into college, got college job. It's in corporate America. It, it was great. I met a lot of wonderful people there. I'm still in touch with a bunch of those people. A lot of them are are still remain my friends to this day. Hmm. Nothing to knock about corporate America. Learned a lot there. Spent about 10 years in various jobs that would be described as, as big box retail or boutique retail, which was actually a really interesting transition, but that's not what the show is about. The <laughs> next step from that was I said, God, I'm sick of working these garbage hours for, for really not a lot of pay. Let's try to do something else. And I did 
and it fell flat in its face. I started working for, uh, for the uh, baseball team here in Milwaukee, the Brewers, and that lasted 90 days. Now, this is not the first time in my entrepreneurial journey that something will last 90 days. Uh, that I bit off more than I could chew as a young person. I was like 25 and really like, yeah, I can do this. No, you're, you're a moron at 25 sometimes. So that fell flat on his face and it led to the first stint I had of being unemployed. And this was in the depths of the great recession. And that really was a, a terrible thing. Um, I was newly married and you want to put your marriage through a test, be unemployed within the first three months. That, that'll just <laughs> get you going. I, thankfully, I never had to go through that. I can right. imagine your, first of all, being newlywed period is always stressful because you're putting two different lifestyles and different families and everything else together. And, you know, your in-laws and their in-laws and then right. put on that unemployment, kudos to you. So Right. And and somehow we made it. You know how you made you You know you married the right person when you can make it through something as challenging as that. So flash forward a little bit, had a, had a job hunting experience where I actually had to give of myself before I got a job. Uh, I had to volunteer with a local uh, nonprofit, and that got me my next gig, which was great. Learned a ton about that, and then learned that I didn't want to work in nonprofit because there was no money in it at the base level. You had to climb the chain. Mm. So left that and and really was, was, again, job hunting and stumbled upon, literally stumbled upon. People would ask me years later, Rob, how did you find out about this great company here? And I said, dumb luck. I got really mad one night and filled out several applications, and this is the one that responded to me hmm. so it wound up being an inc 5000 company really really great company awesome culture i was employee number 38 and i thought i i literally used to say i'm going to retire from this company to people and that was 2014 to 2019 and hmm. in my time there did a lot of really great things uh, i've got awards that are you know <laughs> in my pocket and things like that uh built a team from 11 people all the way up to 140 it really was a, a fantastic journey. And the, the interesting thing was there was a toolbox that I kind of assembled myself of people and skills during that time, which came in so handy a little bit further down the road, much like that old, that first 90-day unemployment thing, which is where I, where I want to uh, kind of go next. Mm. Eventually, as you said, Devin, the track at that company ran out. It was kind of going, the company was going a bit of a different direction. And I was maybe, I don't want to say old guard because I like to be very flexible with, you know, learning and growing and things like that. But the company was moving a different direction and they had replaced most of my functionality with other people who were honestly, A, they're great people and B, they're just better at it than me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fairly a jack of all trades kind of guy. And I happened to hire people who were masters of those aspects that I needed their skill set for. And that was cool until I came back and said, hey, I can help. And like, no, you can't. <laughs> so... Hmm. To their credit, uh, again, so I left this, th that company after literally five years to the day. And to their credit, they made it really easy for me to kind of go off and say, I'm going to do my own thing. Hmm. Uh, they, they set me up to you know, bridge the gap, we'll say, uh, between working and, and finding the next opportunity. So I was really, really pleased. I, one thing that. I think is and just go ahead. Kind of what you like, it's interesting. So I like to read and oh, my wife always kind of makes fun of me. So if most of the time, I'm, my life is with startups and small business, both my own and working mm -hmm. with others. And then most of the time when people ask me, what do I like to do? And it's a hobby in my free time, I like to say, do startups. 
So, um, but what, and, and with that vein, I like to read a lot of books and it's kind of how a lot, you know, I, I don't like to read a lot of fiction books or just kind of fanciful. I'm not a huge Harry Potter reader or something like that, but I do like to read business books. And one of the ones I read was on the starting of Netflix and it's called That Will Never Work. And I mentioned a couple yeah. of episodes, but one of the things they talked about was you had Mark Randolph, which was the original founder and CEO of uh, Netflix, um, well before you have who you have today with Hastings. And he was talking, you know, and one thing that he found is, you know, you kind of have different people for different stages of a company, right? And it's, and you mentioned kind of jack of all trades and start up small business and start get going your small, uh, smaller business. You tend to need those jack of all trades and somebody that can do a lot of things. And even if they're not expert at any of them, they can get them done reasonably well over, you know, different or wearing different hats. Bingo. And then if you get going farther in the company as it grows, then you need more specialists, right? You need less of the jack of all trades and something that somebody can do things very well and very specific and tailored. So kind of with that, you know, that's where I think that kind of almost reflected, you said, hey, I was kind of a jack of all trades. And then they brought in people that could do something very well in, you know, very specific and tailored. So then you transition out. So anyway, just kind of was thought it was an interesting oh, yeah. kind of corollary there. Well, it is. And the really funny part is, is that I hired all the specialists and then they replaced me. Which was, and there was even a point in time where things had gotten inverted at that company where they became my bosses. I'm like, I, I hired three out of four of you here. <laughs> but How did this happen? So, yeah, how, like, how did this? <laughs> Seriously, the really weird interviewing with people who you've interviewed before. But anyway. So you, so, made that, you said, okay. Now I've, I've become, I'm the jack of all trades. I'm not the specialist. I'm going to go start a, more of an entrepreneurial journey. So maybe picking up from there. Right, exactly. And that's what I did. So I said, oh my gosh, I have this idea for a job board because I really remembered back in the day when I uh, had no job that I really wish there was something that could be a specialized job board for me. And I had this idea for about three weeks until I got another position and it fell flat. And it hmm. taught me little bits and it taught me that, that starting something up was a lot harder than I thought it was. I thought, you know, people really like, oh yeah, I founded a company. Yeah, that takes a lot of work. And so this, this other project, it's still in existence. Um, I'm not going to talk about it much more than in, you know, the, the vagueness here. I think I have a web domain and a really crummy site and a couple oh, other things. Now, now you have to at least let us know what the web domain oh. is. What's the web domain? <laughs> no, I'm not going to, because you guys are going to go at it. It's literally, it is a pile of sticks. It probably looks better than than this website. It really is. It, it's, I, I, so, it's, I, I, so can I press you to give me? I just now now I'm more curious to see what it is now that you've given it. So, all right. Well, you know, actually, I don't know if the, the domain's active anymore. No, it would be. Man. Let's 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 just do this well, real time. What's the domain? Uh, domain is uh, guncareers.com. All right. I came from the firearms up. industry and guncareers.com. I'm going to pull it up. And it's probably. I haven't touched that in. It it, it is still months. active. It does have something there. Pull something up. I don't know if, if how well it is. All right. So now that we've made that aside, you just mentioned it, and then you described it as a bundle sure. of six. I had to check. So continue on. It's pretty pathetic, right? It's pretty <laughs> pathetic. But again, that was the first first try. So I got this new job, and I was there for ninety days. And the company that hired me wanted me to be this sales wizard, but they didn't want to spend any money on on marketing. So that kind of doesn't work too well. Yes, you can cold call. Yes, you can do all these things. And I said, uh-uh, this isn't for me. So we parted ways. Now, here's the part where it really gets to what we're doing today. Mm. And today is, we go back to that thought of joblessness from 2012 and, and a little bit in early 2019. And mm. I said to myself, God, this is just awful. I really hate looking for a job 
because it's a problem that doesn't, doesn't really have an answer. You never get feedback because legal departments at companies are always going, well, no, you can't tell them that because we're going to get sued or whatever it might be, which is not a bad thing. And again, you being uh, who you are, <laughs> Devin, know why you tell the, the attorneys tell companies that, that in that case, because they don't want to get sued. Mm. But I made a, a passing joke to my wife uh, on that said, man, this is just absolute hell. I hate, hate searching for jobs and I feel like I never find anything good. I wish there was a resource out there that I could tune into and, and find some, some help. And mm. there are resources. You can have a career coach, but you're shelling out cash for that. You can have a professional resume rewrite, shelling out cash for that. You mm. can have a, a headhunter. And that's another kind of big thing, you know, a couple thousand dollars perhaps. And I didn't want to do any of that because as, as somebody who was still looking for work, you know, we tightened our, our household budget. So I kicked this idea around in my head of what could I make? And I said, why don't I make a podcast? Mm. And I said, oh, okay, everybody's podcasting now. And that, that's a good thing. Mm. But I knew that podcasts don't necessarily make money unless they're connected to something else. So mm. if you look at the big podcast people, Joe Rogan, Michelle Obama, you know, these people who have networks, number one of people, but mm. they've also already got, they're already kind of successful. So they bring their own audience with them. I said, man, it would be, be really interesting if I could build an audience and then build a company around it. And I sat on this idea for about six months and mm. it marinated and marinated. And it, what started as a joke eventually turned into the show. And if you look at and, and rush up to today, mm. it's more popular than I, than I ever thought it would be. You know, we're, we're pushing towards, you know, four digit downloads. We're doing all these things. Mm. And the part of the journey that I thought was really interesting was I started with a microphone this headset and my personal computer. And I went, I, I got to get more stuff. I got to, I got to do, do more than this. Cause everybody's doing video. Everybody's doing all this stuff. Mm. So I almost out of necessity sold my services for voiceover. And you mentioned when I, when I first got into this, yeah, said, we you, talked about that before, the, before we did the show. I'm like, you yeah, know, you have a great, you know, some people say you have a great face for, or for radio, which is always an insult. I get that too. You have a good <laughs> I'm not saying you do, but no, you, have, fine. you do have a great voice for radio. And it's just kind of one of those deep voices that you just always kind of, I always picture when I hear the radio ads or the commercials or someone that's doing a show, it's always that kind of that radio voice, which is what we talked about. And I think that there's absolutely you have that. Yeah. And I went to school for that. And so it's, it's part natural gift. It's part, you know, learned thing, but I had to actually sell the voice to a gentleman who was helping me with the podcast. He wanted an audiobook read. And the company was founded because he had a company and he wasn't willing to pay me under the table, which is, which is fine and, and good and legal. And that's the way you're, you're supposed to do things on the up and up. But I couldn't take the X number of hundreds of dollars without basically building a company uh, in this case. So I founded Westport Studios LLC and the podcast Recruiting Hell became the flagship product of that. So building the actual organization around the show when the mm. show came first was really kind of the challenge. And I, I wound up with a lot of, I guess, dead ends, if you will, or, or roadblocks, I should say, not dead ends because we eventually got over them. But there were a lot of roadblocks of, I loved doing the show, but I still have to do the business part of it. I have to kind of almost make a, 
again, back to the jack of all trades thing. I have to be the salesperson. I have to be the marketing person. I have to be the founder, the content creator, the videographer, the everything. Mm. And it's, it was so difficult to spin it up at first mm. because it, I had accumulated that toolbox of skills from, you know, my Inc 5000 job and things before that. I used to hang out with all the marketing kids. So mm. I thought, I thought I knew a lot about marketing and compared to somebody who maybe never hung out with a marketing person or anything like that before, I think I know a fair decent amount, but man, it's the, it's the old Albert Einstein thing or, or was it Einstein? We don't know 1% of anything or something, something like that. I mean, it was scratching the surface literally and going, this is so much deeper. Like what is SEO? What is Google and building the company into something that's not just the the tagline at the end of end of an episode of the show, the you know recruiting hell is a production of Westport Studios. Building that into something that can a business owner or a person or an author could go to and say, ah, gosh, I really have something I need an audio book from, or I want to get this this sales pamphlet digitized or whatever it might be. Mm. Who can I approach? Turning that into a brand that somebody would walk up to and not have it look hinky or hokey or anything like that was a real challenge. So you did, so rewinding just a little bit and you did, so you, one question I had and then we'll jump to your normal story. Yeah. Yeah. So you got late year after 90 days, either kind of quit laid off type of a thing on the job prior to this. What did you do as you were building this or how did you support yourself? You kind of said, Hey, I'd love to, I think podcasting is where I want to start. I can see if I can see if I can build a business around that if it wasn't successful out of the shoot and you didn't have a whole bunch of clients or anything else, how did you support yourself or how did you get the business up and going? Good question. And I have to, have to tell you, you know, you say the, the 90 days parting thing, the afternoon that they let me go, I was literally three minutes from actually walking into there, the CEO's office and saying, man, this isn't working. I'm going to resign. He, he called, he like beat me to it. I'm like, come on. Oh, I missed my chance to go and say, but, I- but the, the, the positive thing about that, and again, as the guy who runs the, you know, the careers podcast, um, him letting me go was an unemployment plus because the business let me go, not me saying I quit, if you will. So that's a, that's a good thing. But to get into the, like the building part, you get, you get out of that and you feel this weight kind of get off you when you're out of get coming out of a bad job or something that wasn't, wasn't good for you. Mm. And I went home and I'm not going to lie. I played video games. I played a truckload of video games because it was like a little vacation after this really stressful 90 days. And then I said, yeah, I got to get on the job hunt. Uh, but supporting the household here, I have, a, I have a, a, I've talked to her about her twice or three times already. Delightful wife. She is smart. She is hardworking. She actually works for a law office. And she just, I could not do her job and I could not be who I am without my other half. Mm. And it's a huge testament to as I said earlier, picking the right partner. And the, the poor girl right now, as, as we're recording this, she's, she's at work. And I know she's been having, because of the, the COVID and everything like that, it's been packing all the cases together. And she's been just pulling, you know, 12-hour days and things like that. And it's just finding somebody who loves you that much mm. to work those hard, long hours while you're picking something up is really really the big thing. And again, I, I don't want to say, you know, I say I play, went and played a lot of video games right away. Yeah. There was like a week of like, yeah, I took four days off. That's cool. But I did get back on the, on the job trail and it was the little bits of things that I did every day of like just the brainstorming at first over the first few months going, 
I should make a podcast. What do I want the podcast to be about? What do I want? What do I want the format to be about? Uh, do I talk about this? Do I just, do I rant about how, how bad the jobs market is or things like that? Mm. Forming that and putting it into a, a concrete thing that you can show to somebody. And actually in the first couple of months, I did show it to a very good friend of mine. And he's like, I have no idea what the heck you want to do. And it, it just, just shattered my, my confidence. And I'm like, is this a bad idea? And he goes, I get that you want to talk about jobs but all it sounds like you want to do is rant and complain. And mm-hmm. that I think is going to turn people off. And so credit to him and big thanks to him. It sent me back to the drawing board to say that product didn't ring with somebody who at the time he was actually looking for another job. Uh, he works logistics for a major, uh, major retailer mm-hmm. and he doesn't work in the best of environments. I mean, he works, does heavy work all day long with, he, he calls them, scumbags they're they're just not reliable people they don't show up for work so he has to do more work but uh he was again looking for a job and he's going i wouldn't listen to this and i said okay so we go back to the drawing board and we came to the current incarnation which again has changed but Mm -hmm. also the means to continue to create it as the flagship product of the company and doing audio for people is is kind of an a little niche thing. And, and when you find that niche and get really, really good at it, and I won't say that I'm really good at it, but if I look at the growth I've had over the past year or two in how I mix audio, how I would bring something to, to life for a client, it's, it's night and day. It's, it's, it's just outstanding. So that's the kind of the, the reboot that happened early in the journey, if you will. Mm. So now you did all that. So, so help me understand. And, and you, you get the idea. You start the podcast. You say we're going to make this into a business. So, and now, now you have to figure out how how to actually make money off of it, right? Which is always right. any business has to make money, or you know, you can't live on uh, dreams and wishes forever. And at some point, you have to make money off. You, of it. You'd be surprised how far dreams and wishes have gotten me so far, man. It's. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point you have to make money, even if you're Amazon, at some point you have to actually turn a profit. Yes. Um, so, you know, and there is a few different ways that you can go about a podcast, right? As far as making money, one, it can be, Hey, I've got a services. I'm trying to generate, you know, whether it's marketing your income or people and knowing, you know, spreading the word and letting or letting people know how great I am in something. And so it's kind of supportive of a different business, right? So it's kind right. of that marketing branch. You can also do it as you mentioned, you know, whether it's a, you know, Ben Shapiro or a Hannity or a, you know, Maddow's or if they have podcasts, you know, some of them do and some of them are more radio, but same ideas. It can be or advertising, right? They get, they get enough listenership and they do that. How do you do it if, you know, but it sounds like with you, you're saying, Hey, I'd like to build this into a concept. So was it, Hey, I'm going to provide the services as I build my own podcast so that others can use it. Or maybe how did, what's the plan or already in process of monetizing it or making it into a business? Sure. The plan that, that I initially had was, you know what, I'm going to bake this show and so many people are going to listen to it. And there's going to be people who are like, you know, I had a company, I have a company, I should talk to my boss and, and get this guy to record ads for us and things like that. Well, that was not working, obviously. <laughs> uh, as I said before, most of the big folks have an audience and they bring that with them. When you're coming from being basically being a nobody, you know, and I have, I have a network, I have people that I, 
I know from work and that follow me on LinkedIn and things like that. But when you have a network that that's not this, you know, juggernaut of, mm. of influence, it's really hard. So mm. you have to go out, you have to network, you have to find the other people in your space. And that's what I did. I found the other people in my space mm. as a podcaster. And this might actually be regardless of industry, find the people in your space that can benefit and learn from you. And you also learn from them. So I stumbled upon this community, uh, which I think it's, we'll talk about this for you, for you a little bit later. It's called Podcast Town. And it's a, it's a basically a forum, if you will, for fledgling podcasters. This is great. And I met a whole bunch of amazing people through there. Some of them have been guests on my show. Some of them have uh, consult, I've consulted for, they've consulted with me. And I started building that little by little off of that. You know, somebody says, Hey, I want to, uh, I want a new intro for my, for my podcast. Rob, you do audio. Can you record that for me? Absolutely. How do you want it to sound? Um, the best example I can, I can probably give you, and this is kind of a funny, uh, funny example is a, uh, guy I play, play a game with. He, uh, was going to be on some, some live streams and he was going to try something completely new with his play style uh, in the video game. And he wanted something that sounded a lot like the 1995 Chicago Bulls entry for him that would introduce him by his name. And he said, Rob, can you, can you whip this up for me? And I said, okay, how do you want it to sound? He goes, 1995 Bulls with a little bit of pro wrestler mixed in. And I said, okay. So I went to the drawing board. And again, this was, he said, you can make it it doesn't have to be perfect. It should be great, but not perfect. I said, okay, give me a, give me a few days. And it didn't take me long, but I whipped together this thing, sent it back to him. That basically is a, a hype song for him. And he was beyond thrilled. And it's these little bits of kind of almost piecework that have, have fueled my company. And it's, you know, there's an audio book that I recorded full length audio book, like, I've never put out an audio file that long before in all of my broadcasting experiences. That was, that was hard. There were so many cuts and things like that, but it's, you know, now I have something as a portfolio that I can show to somebody and say, Hey, are you an author? Are you trying to get on audible? Uh, I've done this before and I can help you. Uh, and the other part of that is, you know, there, the, streaming world and things like that, as much as I'm not a huge fan of that, there's a lot of people out there who are willing to pay, 50 100 bucks to get a sort of branded snippet for their their video game thing it's it's an investment in their brand Mm -hmm. and again tapping into those adjacent industries to audio which is video and and youtube and all these other things Mm -hmm. that's been the main way that i've been growing my business oh cool yeah it's been fun awesome (laughs) you see some some real characters that's for sure (laughs) i can only imagine sounds like a fun place to go well, as we, and there's always so many things I'd love to dive into that I never have yeah. time, but as we're starting to wrap up, then I always have two questions that I ask it towards the end of the podcast. So why don't we jump to those now? Rock and uh, roll. So the first question I always ask is, what was the worst business decision you ever made and what did you learn from it? Worst business decision I ever made was to purchase t-shirts before I ever had any like income stream. Like it's good to invest in like your logo and things like that, but somebody got a little, little anxious and kind of burned some of the, uh, the startup cash <laughs> investing in t-shirts. So I didn't, didn't wear one today because 
look nice for this, but it's, uh, you know, they've got the logo on them and things like that. They're, they're very nice, but, um, thankfully they're, they're all gone, which is good, but it's investing in the wrong thing, putting and not being like a penny pincher almost be Scrooge. Man, when you are in the early phases, the, uh, biggest thing you can you can do is be absolutely horribly stingy with the financial resources you have and i think that's probably the best way to do it and there are some times where you need to pivot a little bit and say yes this is a worthwhile investment but then you snap right back to being uh, tight-fisted no and i agree but and i think that there's two extremes right and you got to kind of find them in the startup, absolutely, you got to be penny pincher because you only have so much and always have more things to spend on than you have money to spend. When you get to a point, the, where I found it's a hard thing sometimes for startups is eventually if you are making money, rather than being a penny pincher, not in the sense you don't watch all the money, but you need to reinvest in the business, right? And that's always right. now the hard thing is you go from, hey, we don't have any money. I've got to pinch every penny and we can't invest you. Hey, we're making some money. Do I hold on to this for dear life and never let it go because I finally made some money? Or do I say, I've got to reinvest in the business to grow? And I think that's always an in- interesting transition to make as things grow. Right. And that's actually kind of where I am right now with that, you know, that little balancing act of if it's like a hose valve, you can't turn it on too much because if you do, your money's gone. Yep. Yep. But if you if you don't turn it on a little bit, you know, if, if I don't put 10 bucks towards Spreaker, who distributes my show this week, it, it trends downwards. Exactly. So, all right. So now second question. So now talking to someone that's just getting into startups or a, or a small business, what'd be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Do a little every day. And this is, this is based on a concept I have for my show called the wheel of momentum. Hmm. And it's, if you've ever seen an, a large engine, they have what's called a flywheel on them. And that, that's to help keep the momentum of the engine going and things like that. You see them on, on big old machines. Sometimes they have monstrous flywheels, you know, 20 feet in diameter, things like that. And my advice to folks would be give a little push at minimum, at minimum, a little push every day. I don't take days off anymore. Sunday, Saturday, during the week, whatever it might be. I don't take a full day off anymore because if I do, I lose that traction. I lose that momentum. And by giving a little push or a big push or a huge push every single day on my business, on my product, on my show, on whatever it might be, I maintain that and it gets easier over time. If I look at what I've done today, right before you and I got on this interview, I put out four days worth of, of micro content through social media, which is derived from my, my main show. I have done, and that would, in the past, that would have taken me a whole day. It took me like two or three hours now. And that's the easiness, the efficiencies that you build by continuing to basically practice your business every single day. Mm. No, I, I think that's a great thing. And even if you're just getting started out, just doing that little bit, if it's a side hustle, if it's something that you're just trying to yeah. get going, having that discipline of every day, I'm going to do a little bit to move it forward um, is, is at least it gets you started and going. And as you said, almost builds that momentum to where if you never get going, if you don't do something, then you're always going to be thinking I should do this, or I could have done this and you never do it. And I think that's a, a big part of moving that, moving that business forward is just that continual momentum and focus on it. So I think that's a great piece of advice. 
Right. And it, it's almost like working out. It really is. You know, you go for three weeks to build the habit and you have to keep going because if you take those days off mm. that are not the scheduled days off, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You, you lose that and you say, I'll go tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. I'll work on my business tomorrow. And that's, then it dies. No, absolutely. Well, as appreciate, first of all, coming on. And now as people want to reach out to you, they want to use your radio voice or your radio face. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm willing to be on camera too. (laughs) (laughs) They want to use your services. They want to use your radio voice. They want to use your production services, or they just want to find out more about you or otherwise connect up. What's the best way to reach out to you? Sure. Best way is through website. Uh, That's recruitinghell.com, recruiting-hell.com, or Westport Studios LLC.com. Recruiting Hells, obviously, for the show, Westport Studios for the actual studio. Uh, and then, of course, I'm all over the social media world. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, LinkedIn's a big one for me because my show deals with job hunting and people being out of work as they are with the pandemic and all the crazy stuff going on in the world right now. Uh, that's where I, you'll usually find me is LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, again, Rob Conlon, or I believe I'm on there. Yeah, I'm on there as Rob Conlon, not Robert. But uh, send me an invite seriously i would love to put my network to work for you and uh the only thing i ask is that when you do send that invite make sure you leave, you put a note give me a reason why i should be part of your network and why you should be part of mine awesome well i definitely encourage everybody to reach out to you connect up learn more about recruiting hell and uh, west or westport studios mm-hmm. and certainly uh you have a lot to offer and appreciate you you'll be willing to help others out that are in the job search definitely well, Thank you again for coming on. Now, for those of you that are uh, listeners of the podcast, if you have your own journey to tell, we'd always love to hear it. So feel free to apply to be a guest at uh, inventivejourneyguest.com. And if you are a listener, make sure to click subscribe so you get notifications of all the new episodes as they come out. And lastly, if you ever need help with patents or trademarks, reach out to us at Miller IP Law. Rob, thank you again. It's been a pleasure to come on and uh, good luck with the next leg of your journey. Thank you, Devin. Really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. All right.